I'm Athena. I've got a three-year-old and an 11... (laughs) Let's do it again. (laughs) I'm Athena. I've got a three-year-old and an 11-month-old. I'm Layla. I have a two-year-old. Athena, why does your child hate you? Because she took too long to eat dinner yesterday, so she couldn't have a bath because otherwise the bath would have taken too long. But she got upset because she's got an ice cream maker in her bath and she likes to use it, but she can't use that when she has a shower. And mm-hmm. so she was furious. So she was saying, I want to make ice cream in the bath. And I was like, well, you took too long to eat your melon. So you can't make ice cream in the bath. And she was furious. Um, and I'm pretty sure she did a protest poo. Like she filled, she filled there was so much poo in this potty. It was like, she tried so hard. Like, you, you, you won't let me have a bath. I'm going to make sure you've got something to wash. <laughs> Because she goes potty before the bath time. No, I just could, I just, how can this much poo? Potties are too small, right? Yeah. They're far yeah, too small. Yeah. Um, oh. That's why my child hates me. Why does your child hate you? <laughs> Not a protest poo. Um, why does my child hate me this week or today? I think the most recent kerfuffle we had was I just didn't let her have ice cream. <gasps> Um, my kid's favourite food on earth is ice cream and now she's learned to help herself into the fridge and freezer Um, and she really gets she starts huffing and puffing and growls she growls now and then then actually puts herself on time out so we have a new development where she has the tantrum and before I've even said anything goes and picks up her little stool and goes and sits down in the corner and actually yesterday she was screaming Layla Layla, come and have a chat. (laughs) So it's remarkable how fine the line is between intelligence and just outrageous behaviour. Like I don't know if this is immaturity or incredible sophistication. I'm gonna go with this is premeditated sophistication. They know exactly what they're doing, man. They're not they're not silly. Shut up! So let's talk about the podcast. This is Why Does My Child Hate Me? <laughs> I'm Athena Kavenu. I'm a comedian, writer, broadcaster, parent. I'm Layla Lawson. I'm a parent. All activist, organiser, fundraiser, that founder. Founder of a charity. I work all those in things. <laughs> creative and PR and all of this fun stuff. Do you find that it's easier being a parent, being lots of different things, doing lots of things, different things for a living? Because I don't know how I could do it if I had a normal job. I don't know how I could go to an office every day and still be a parent to these monsters. It was really hard because I've done it. I used to work corporate before I went off and quit um, and became more freelance, which does, is such a big different everything they say about people like corporate not really liking mothers and wanting to I think I experienced that pre-pregnancy like well when I was finding out I was pregnant it was like oh why are you pregnant (laughs) can we talk about that so how did you find out you were pregnant um, so it was carnival weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you get pregnant? How did, how did you find out you were pregnant? Do you know what? It was car- it was <laughs> it was actually carnival weekend, and I was at carnival, and I was almost going to do a pregnancy test at carnival in a portaloo, and my friends were like, "Don't ruin this for us. Do it when we get home." And then I went home and forgot actually, and then done it, and I was like. What does this mean? There's two lines, but they're so far apart. Um, And I called my friend and she was like, 
go Asda now and get all the pregnancy tests and take <laughs> all of them. And then they were all positive. And then I kind of just sat there and I was like, oh, shit. So how about you? How did you find out? So <laughs> having, I am, um, so I, uh, I used to run a lot. Uh, I don't get to run so much these days. And I used to run a lot and I'd go to the gym and I'd do my interval training uh, and I'd do maybe like a big run on a Saturday morning. And I just, this was in the, this was about the new year, 2018. We're talking about January, February time. Mm. And I was just like, it's just not, I'm not the mm. sprightly little young woman I used to be, <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm, I'm running up the A10 and I'm just not, it's just not working out for me. And then at the time I was actually working in, in roads, in mm. the roads industry. And I knew loads about air pollution mm-hmm. and air pollution is like a big thing, particularly in London. This is all connected. Cause I was like, it really is that bad. I've got asthma. I've got, I've got, I've got all this asthma. I'm riddled with asthma. I'm running up the A10. That's yeah. where I used to live. For the life of me, I can't remember what instigated the actual pregnancy test. Because mm. it wasn't like, when I went to the doctor, I didn't think I was pregnant. And mm. I'm just trying to remember why she gave me, I can't remember why she gave me the pregnancy test, genuinely. Wait, sorry to jump in. Have you seen that meme that was like, you can go in, any woman can go in with like a broken limb and guts falling out. And the first thing they say is, are you pregnant? Have you taken a pregnancy test? So I think it's just a standard thing that they, one of the first things are like, you sure you're not pregnant? No, I've got a gunshot wound to the the head, you know. And I had that thing where obviously... If you skip a period, then mm. you're you're pregnant. But I think I had that. You know, you get like a mini period or whatever. They yeah. call it. There's an official name for it when you're pregnant, and you think, oh, thank goodness, good, thank goodness, I'm not pregnant. My yeah. period's here. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is just like nature's practical joke when you think about it. Implantation bleed. That's what they. How call hilarious it. is that? It's just like you know, when God created the world, He had a sense of humour. Um, <laughs> wouldn't this be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if we made them think they weren't pregnant when they are? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Yeah. Um, I, oh, I'm in God's profession. That's nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway yeah so that's that's how I found out and what was interesting um for 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 my little situation was that the person who had got me pregnant was probably the person I'd known the least in my life at that point <laughs> there was nobody that I'd known for at least a lesser amount of time now I think about it I'd known him I met him in November and I was pregnant by um December? Um, by the end, well, right, but it was the end of December, right? It was like uh, it was like early December. It give, me, give me some credit. Do you know yeah. what? I know so many people that are, my cousin got pregnant on the first time she ever had sex with her partner, who's now they're now getting married. But she was literally he didn't believe that she was actually because he's like I've only slept with you one time <laughs> and she was like and I'm pregnant I love that I love that like it takes 16 times <laughs> we've got 16 more times to go what are you talking about the, the only putting them on 16 of the amount of sperm I needed I had quite a turbulent pregnancy it was not the nicest thing ever I think I bled for about six months that no one really talks about this as a thing that happened. I was on bed rest for like the whole time that I was pregnant. I then was like fainting. I, I, do you know what? Pregnancy beat me up. 
And no one tells you that that can happen, right? And can I just interrupt by saying that a lot of people were saying to me, oh, you're geriatric. You're geriatric. They say mm. that to your face, by the way. They go, you're geriatric. Because I was 36 when I conceived and, and gave birth to, to my first one. And, but I, you know, I actually had a very trouble-free pregnancy. Mm. And there's this, oh, if you're in your 20s, it's fine. Mm. And they just pop out, you yeah. know. And, you know, you're, you're a bit younger than me. And it's just really interesting to tell that story because I was met with a lot of... Um, even my other half was like, you're 37. You're because like, we had a second baby. It's like, you've got to do this. You can't go to Glasgow. You can't, you're old, you're old. And it's like, mm. pregnancy really treats people, doesn't respect your age like mm. that. It's really individual, mm. that, yeah. that journey. Um, so I think it's really important to share that. Because you were 25? I was 24 when 24, I was 24, exactly. Yeah. And this idea, like, have your kids early. Otherwise, you have all, this, all these issues. It's absolute nonsense. Well, I can tell everybody who's listening that issues, like you said, don't pick an age. I... I always compared myself, like, so you see the Kardashian sisters, you see how <laughs> Courtney just carries pregnancy and she's, like, glowing and she's she just has no issues. And then there's Kim who gets beaten up by pregnancy and she has everything that could happen till the point of being told, don't carry any more kids. I'm Kim. Like, everything <laughs> that could go wrong went wrong. Oh, no. And... It, to the point where, again, another thing we don't talk about, pregnancy can be really traumatic for a lot of people. Do I think my pregnancy has made me not want any more kids? A hundred percent. Because you get, you get scared, scared of it. The thought of being pregnant is just, like, it was just a horrible time for me, not to mention that I had to do it by myself. So I think that journey has just made, like, look, I have the one, I'm happy, we are good. Team one and done. When, when you found out you were pregnant, did you ever consider not going ahead with the pregnancy? So, personally, no. But it was a, because my daughter's dad didn't want to have a baby at that point. We did talk about our options. We did book an appointment. We did go. <clears throat> but I always knew that I didn't... I was wanting to have a baby. Like, it worked. never, ever did I look at that situation and think, I don't want this. And it was only... I was pursuing it or looking at my options because he didn't want it. Mm. Um, but then, ultimately, it had to be my decision about what I wanted to do and what I could kind of cope with. And, yeah. So, yeah, how about you? Oh, it never occurred to me to not go mm. through. I thought... It wasn't like I'd always wanted a, a baby, but I knew that if I had a baby, it, mm. that would be fine. And also, I've got... Um, like, my mum was desperate to become a grandchild. Like, mm. when I say desperate to become a grandchild, I don't think the word desperate is even enough. She just really wanted grandchildren. And, mm. You know, she's a bit older and doesn't have any grandchildren. All her family's abroad. And she's volunteering every day. And she's make, keeping herself busy. But what she really wanted was a grandchild. So I kind of always felt that bit of responsibility as well to kind of have a, you know, mm. have a grandchild for her. So when I got found out, when I found out I was pregnant, there was no question in my mind that I wouldn't have this child. And also because my personal circumstances were quite amenable to having a baby. I had mm. a property at that point. I was working. Um, my stand-up career was, was progressing. Mm. Like, I kind of, at that point, had become comfortable with the adult I'd become. Yeah. You know, I was like, this, yeah. this will do. This is yeah. my final form, you know? Yeah. I probably have habits to still unlearn and new ones to learn, but generally speaking, this is probably about right for as a person. Now you've had your, um, your daughter, we've both had our daughters. Yeah. What, um, what surprises you, or what surprised you, and, you know... Uh, um, what disappointed you or what made you think wow I never expected it to be this great or I never expected it to be this bad 
Do you know what? If we take it back to that first night. <laughs> so you have the baby, yeah? I didn't realise that they just let you go home with it. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, oh, my God. So labour, I don't know how long your labour was or how old. It was two days. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Do you want to talk about that? Was it a rough time? Man, my... <laughs> so when I said that I was too positive, mm. the one thing that I really didn't understand was how much you need to understand about the biological process of labour. It just doesn't just happen. You've got to make sure that oxytocin is... Is flowing, which is the love drug, and you've got to you've got to know what all your choices are and, and what to expect. And I I did a couple of antenatal classes at the hospital put on, mm. and I sort of rocked up to them, and they were a couple of hours long, and I was like, oh, it's a piece of piss, isn't it? You just I just said, oh, great, and I, I know all the drugs I'm allowed to take, and you push push. <laughs> Cry, great, and <laughs> and, all, and all of that. And then the other thing as well, like the classes, there was all couples. I was the only single person mm. there, so they were. I'd never that, up to that point. I'd never ever been really apologetic about the fact that at that point I was a single parent. Mm. Um, but at that point, I was surrounded by all these couples who were. To be these couples were so hilarious. I made notes after each session because one day it's going to be in a sitcom. I remember at one point the they were talking about epidurals and they were talking about the risks of the epidural drugs. And one of the dads was like, "Well, you we're not going to do that. Mm. Too much risk involved." Mm. Isn't it's far too much and I just looked at him and I was like right with that like cunt excuse my language like, but that's what happens that like, you do get like these these guys yeah. who are, like really overbearing and really really lean into patriarchy and then you get these couples who go and they go oh, we're going to put candles around the birth room mm. and we're going to play whale music mm. and we're going to play jump around mm. by Cypress Hill or whatever mm. and, it, and I just was looking around this room going guys you were just like insane yeah. and, and I, then I was feeling all full of myself going I'm just going to just just Go with the flow. Um, what was it you said? Push, 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 for, for 40 years, mm. me and my brother, um, the last baby she really had the responsibility for. And when we, we showed up to the hospital, I had to get induced because uh, my daughter was late, mm. um, started off stubborn, remained stubborn to this day. Um, had to be induced. There were lots of uh, what I now know incorrect decisions made during, um, during my induced labour. Um, and I got admitted to this birth centre, which, if, you know, for the listeners that know, birth centre is like a hotel room you give birth in, attached mm. to the hospital. It's, there are no doctors there. Because the one thing you don't realise to be pregnant is that pregnancy and childbirth is not considered quote-unquote medical. It's a natural thing. So yeah. there are no doctors unless they need, you need intervention. Okay, so I would have had a... Because I was on a high risk, mm. I could only give birth in the hospital. Exactly. So... And, that's, and that's what I should have... Uh, that's the conditions that I should have given birth in being induced. Anyway, birth centre... Go in with my mum, who's my birth partner. She looks around. She's like, well, what's, what's this? And I'm like, it's the birth centre. And I'm getting into the pool. Yeah. Getting glaky, getting... She's like, what are you doing? Oh, I want a water birth. Mm. And she's like, you want, a, you want a water birth? What's that? And I was like, it's when, it's when you give birth in the water. <laughs> and then there's all these... There's like a birthing stool in the corner. Yeah. There's another contraption that you can give birth in. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what is all this? She was like, why aren't you getting an epidural and just, give it, and just having the baby? That's what yeah. I did. Yeah. And she was like, Athena, by, the, by this point in my life, I was doing my hair. <laughs> Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, what have I done? I thought, what have I done? Yeah. And, and the midwife came in and my mum asked her for a cup of tea. Oh my God. She said, she said, they're supposed to get your tea, Athena. And I thought, 
this is this was the wrong decision <laughs> and i've never felt so stupid in my entire life sat in i was sat in this pool butt naked laboring away and my mum's in the corner doing a lipstick and i thought oh no this is not going to work out well is it because you, you know I, and, um, yeah, yeah. it took a long time and I should have taken her to the classes and I should have maybe gotten a friend to do it or I should have done it myself and the reason I talked about oxytocin is that in order to give birth you cannot be stressed mm. you cannot 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 be stressed out at all you need to be as happy as anything you need to be cuddled you need to be told everything's going to be okay you need to have full confidence that you've made all the right decisions and at that moment and it was chaos um the, the dad who i'm dad lived with but at the time he was just the dad yeah <laughs> now he's my partner at the time he was my dad um <laughs> was there um and he, he lucky he was the only person who did the right thing which was just get out of my way just stay in the waiting room and wait mm. so i can't think of a time in my life basically I was, that I've ever been more stressed than my childbirth, which is a bit unfortunate oh. because it's the last thing you need. And then when they said, hold on a minute, you, when they measured me after about 12 hours of, of labouring, they were like, you've gone backwards, you know, because obviously they thought I was seven centimetres and they measured me again and I was like five. And I was like, how can I be back? How can I go backwards? And then eventually I was so... They, and again, I'm jumping back and forth. You can only get checked every four hours, okay? You, you get checked... Um, uh, more than that, you run the risk of infection. And I looked at the clock and it was like three in the morning. I was like, I can't, I can't deal the four hours of this. So then I asked them to give me that heroin drug, mm. uh, whatever it's called, um, the medical heroin. And that was when the pregnancy went even more downhill because after that, you can't be in the pool. Mm. Um, and after that, um, that, what it does is it doesn't stop the pain. It just makes you sleep in between contractions. <laughs> so you fall asleep and then these contractions wake you up. And you fall, like, what is the point of this drug? Yeah. So after that, I was just like, I need an epidural. I can't. And by that point, I, I hadn't been, I was never going to progress because I was so stressed out. Um, at one point, a, a midwife came in and she was like, oh, your brother's here. And do you want him to come in? And I went, no, like, of course not. Why would you ask me that? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you ask me what yeah. I wanted to do? And then eventually I got an epidural and I just, and I remember it really clearly that they, that gained, like that decision was like the relief I felt, mm. the relief I felt after, after I'd submitted to, to medical science, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then I had the epidural, did a bit more labouring with the epidural and then had an emergency C-section. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you put, you did not go through all of that to have a C-section. Well, the, well, my I'm not advice because I'm not a medical practitioner, but I would say if if you're gonna have an epidural, you can't feel the contractions, mm. so you can't push. So they'd say you're ready, but you don't know when to push. Mm. So I would say if you have an epidural, just that's the that's the anaesthetic you need for a C-section. Yeah, yeah. I would suggest save yourself the four hours yeah. <laughs> of waiting and. and and have this have the assist. and that's what they should have done really from from the start I, they were pumping me full of summer oxytocin they were just like squeezing you know it was, yeah. it was ludicrous and it, it wasn't advancing so after that i was i went in on a sunday i didn't go home at all i think friday morning i went i went in because the reason why i was induced was because i kept fainting right, right? so Su- Sukes was born at 38 and 5 so and I was like over it. So that's like people are like, so five days after 38, 38 yeah, weeks. 38 yeah, 38 weeks and five days. Um, I went in, I think I, I was having weekly appointments at this point. Um, and I went in and they're like, fine, you get your wish. Or we're going to, because every time I walked <laughs> in, I was like, you're going <laughs> to induce me now. You're going to get it out. And they were like, no, no, no. But when I went in for that day, they did a sweep and I was actually already one centimetre dilated. So they're like, come in tomorrow. What we'll do is, I don't know what induction you had, but they put in this like, 
dumbbell weight thing. Oh, no, not that. That sounds like exercise. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was like this, it's like this dumbbell thing that sits, they inflate it into your cervix, so it stretches you open. That feels like a better way, that they just gave me a drug. Um, Oh, so yeah, they did that, they... Because I was already one centimetre, they put that in and they leave it in for, I think, a couple of hours. Um, so it's just to open you up enough so that they can pop your water. Yeah. And they popped my water at, like... So at this point, I'm, like, what, one and a half, two centimetres. They popped my water at 6pm. I think it was 6.20-something. And I'd ordered a Chinese. So my friend, <laughs> my birthing partners was my friend and her mum. And... I ordered a Chinese. I remember just as the Chinese got there is when they take me in to pop my water. So my friends run down to get the Chinese. She, I'm like, oh my God, they're popping my water, hurry. She's like, all right, I'm coming. She, so they pop my water. Doctor's like, right, great. If it's six o'clock, um, if your contractions haven't started by 11, we'll give you a, like the, whatever, the drug to speed it up. I did not move from that, table thing that I was lying on because I went into active labour like immediately and my contractions started at three minutes apart and it was just so shocking to me because I did I you always think that labour is going to be contraction stop it was just the stop wasn't long enough for me to process what was actually going on and they didn't realise that obviously nobody anticipated that I'd go into active labour um, and I remember just being like, I need to shit. <laughs> and they were like, don't shit, don't shit, that's the baby. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, don't shit, that's your baby. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, um, it was so funny because it was the time where they were doing swaps. So the lady who had helped me couldn't even move because I'd gone into active labour. And then the lady who came in after probably like half an hour later was pregnant with her first child. So she's seen like this mess. <laughs> um, and I'm there like stuck to the side and I can't move. And they're like, OK, we're going to need you to get onto the bed. I'm like, guys, I can't physically move. I think it was about 20 I'm minutes. touching cloth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it's 20 minutes in I'm like give me the gas and air give me the gas and air now probably about three minutes in in actual hindsight probably um my friend I could see the shock on her face because she's the one that's had a kid and I remember feeling like when it first started and I was like God, why does it should I be feeling this and she was like let me time it and then I remember her face where she looked at me she was like three minutes like the confusion of why are you what, what what's going on um and then I remember saying, can I have, give me the epidural, give me the epidural. And them taking ages, I think, I don't know what time it was. The doctor finally comes in and I was like, well, you took your fucking time. <laughs> and he was like, I'm so sorry, there was an emergency. And I was like, emergency, emergency. And then he was like, I'm going to need you to sit really still for 15 minutes. I said, are you fucking kidding me sit still I can't I can't sit still I'm in excruciating pain um one thing they don't teach you is how to take the gas in air Mm. you just think I didn't realize you had to keep continually breathing in and out of it I kept taking it in and move like you're smoking a split or something yeah (laughs) and then I remember like being in pain and at one point my friend just shoved it back in my mouth and she was like breathe in and I was like it doesn't actually stop the pain it just makes you feel high yeah um 
And then I remember that, like, the lady was like, okay, let me give you a check before the, 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 while the anesthetist or whatever he's doing is setting up. And when she checked, first of all, the check is you being fisted because the woman stuck her whole hand up my vagina. And I was like, what? I was like, hurry up. And then she was like, oh, you're nine centimetres dilated. And everyone was a bit like, oh. And she was like, oh, you, everyone's like, you might as well just. Could just hold on and you'll you'll be have by the time he's done it you'll be pushing anyway so then it was like all right fine um and then yeah by 8 p.m she was born so wow. and then i remember being like what day is it <laughs> they were like it's been two hours later it's the same day. Re- relax <laughs> like back to the future when he comes you know? back it's the same I'm day like, are you sure because that whatever happened they were like girl it's not been that long but it felt like this massive thing, like being stuck in a time pain warp that, and then she was out. And then, and pushing, pushing was just, I was like, I feel like I'm going to do the, all I remember is feeling like I needed to shit all the time. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, that's the baby turning it through. Um, What was it? You, I don't know. So did you have a C-section with both the babies or just the ones? Yeah. And I say sadly, because I had an elected C-section with the second one, mm. just because um, it just was the decision. It, yeah. I, I'm a very, I'm very much about having a quiet life. Yeah, I yeah. I want to be for a quiet life. And whilst, and what I did is I waited until my due date. Mm. Um, but, you know, I thought, and I've prayed I'd go into labour before my due date. I don't know why I wanted a natural childbirth. I just, mm. I just wanted one. I found recovering after C-section really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a great believer in, you know, Obviously, natural childbirth can go wrong. Mm. When it goes right, you walk out of the hospital and you get on with mm. your life. Whereas if you have a C-section, you know, I spent four, four or five days in hospital after the last C-section. I didn't want that, especially with another toddler. So mm. I was a little bit... But anyway, we let us have a C-section. Oh, and then, oh, yeah, my son, my second child's son, when they measured him, they were like, yo, he's really big. Mm. <laughs> um, which was another reason for people to say, well, actually, you know his shoulder might get stuck blah 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 this might happen this so it was just it was just the way of trying to be in control of something yeah um, i was gonna say because the ring of fire is a real thing man and mm. you've escaped the ring of fire and that's where the head the crowning is pushing out yeah. it feels like someone's set light to your vagina oh i, I don't underestimate the pain that i was craving <laughs> i don't not craving but I, I just i just thought you go through it but the end result is that like you've got this baby and hopefully you haven't had to deal with any of the other stuff. Um, and then that's what I was focused on. Like, yeah. if I can do it, I can get on with my life and I can write my radio show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking no. about that. But, you know, uh, luckily this time around after my C-section, I was with my partner. So mm, I had, had a lot more help. Whereas before I was with my mum and, I, you know, my mum is older mm. um, and obviously I had the little baby and I was still doing primarily most of the childcare so it was, that's one of the reasons why it's more challenging can I tell my epidural story mm-hmm. so when I after, after my lex I'd forgotten about this and I just remembered it after my hours and hours and hours of labour and after getting their medical heroin they say you're going to have an epidural so they stick me in a trolley and we go upstairs <laughs> and they stick me on a bed and by this point the, a cast of thousands is there including my mum who's been stressing me out and my mm. brother who's been stressing me out um and uh, they're like, you're going to have an epidural. It's great. So the doctor comes in, the anaesthetist the comes in and says, right, um, you're going to feel something that's not very nice, okay? But it's very important you don't move. It's so important you don't move when you feel this and it's not very nice. Okay, so I said, fine. And then I feel this kind of like swab on my back. And I'm like, what do you mean that wasn't very nice? 
<laughs> that was like, that was, that was, what was that? That was nothing. And then I relax and then I get stabbed in the back and I go, ah, and I scream and I obviously move when I do that. And everyone in the room goes, ah, <laughs> I've never heard a scream like it. And, then I, and the guy's like, I told you not to move. And I was like, I didn't move. <laughs> I burst into tears. I was like, oh, you said not to move after I felt something and I didn't move. And then you said, <laughs> Um, and everyone panics because yes. obviously an epidural goes wrong you're paralysed yeah, fine yeah um, and it works out fine in the end and like the, this fear I had and I was actually afraid for the baby it didn't occur to me that it was the, the um, spinal tap or whatever they call it they do mm. anyway afterwards when I'm admitted to hospital the doctor comes around for feedback <laughs> So I talked to him about how to communicate clearly. Because at that point, I was <laughs> drugged up to the hill. I was completely... You ever, have to talk, you ever try to chat to someone who's really drunk or high? Or you ever, you ever try, try to get your toddler to do something. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's what it's like. In, yeah. He wasn't clear. He should have said, I'm about to stab you in the back. It's not going to be very nice. Don't move. Why didn't they numb you? They, well, they, they didn't... The, the, need, the injection was to numb me. So yeah. that swab I felt yeah. was them numbing my back. But because right. he said you're about to feel something, don't react. I was Always like, oh, I just, I just it felt it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and it, that, you know, I wasn't being communicated with literally at a time when I could have done with real, literal yeah. communication yeah. because I was so high yeah. uh, and, and nervous and angry at everybody. Yeah. Um, One thing I do know is that in future, if I ever did go on to have any more kids, I will be very much lace me up with everything you've got. I don't want to feel anything. I would say I don't want to have a C-section just because I know the recovery for that is so is so hard and so much longer. But, oh, my goodness, I tried... I lasted about two and a half minutes of natural childbirth <laughs> <laughs> before I was like, give me everything you've got in that canister of yours. Labour is such indescribable pain, and it's weird because if there's one thing that we know is that, oh, it's worse than childbirth, we know it's painful. But, mm. but I know it's going to sound really masochistic... I feel really privileged to have gone through it because it's ultimate. You know, I know that sounds really strange, but it's it's labouring. It's just like it's this thing that your body can do. It's like having something. It's like having something in the cupboard that you never eat. Mm. You know, and, and now mm. I've, I've I've done it now. It's and I'm not saying it's weird because I don't want to say if you've never done it, you're mm. at a loss because you're not. Mm. But having gone through it, it just maybe it's because the end result was this baby who I love. Just an insane yeah. amount. So uh, it's kind of like, oh, that's why it's so painful. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, you'd take it for granted. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, oh, yeah. you, like, like you get stuff, like you order stuff from ASOS. Yeah. yeah I didn't order info from ASOS. <laughs> I went through labour for this child. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, I know that's weird because if you didn't go through labour, if you never go, it doesn't mean you're yeah. any less. But I still rationalise a bit of gratefulness for having gone through it. And it obviously yeah. didn't have an actual birth anyway. It is it's very really much a combined fight on their part and your part. Because mm. I often do think... I, did, I know I did a lot of reading about what childbirth is like for the child. Because obviously a lot of the time we don't consider how traumatic for the child it can be to be born, you know? For... For example, like one day they're just chilling, the next day they're being squished through a tiny little hole with loads of lights and people screaming and their mum screaming at a, a decibel that they've probably never heard for the last nine months. Um, and it is such... the Like I said, it's all about that end result. Although <laughs> the picture that I have of me whole... Like, I think at this point I was still laying, I'll show you, and my friend was holding the baby, kind of showing me, 
and my face is very unimpressed and I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> that thing I think the first thing I said was you little shit you know <laughs> like literally the first thing that come out of my mouth and um was you little shit and then I was looking at her and then I was like oh my god I have I a baby I bet she was the cutest she looked was. like a li- an old Nigerian man. <laughs> she did. Her first picture, she looks like exactly like a very old Nigerian man. And then she got cute. And then she went through a lot of different phases of face. And then she kind of settled on her face now. Um, I remember trying to breastfeed and everyone being like, you're such a natural. And then it never happened ever again after that. Um, and then the day after where they're like, okay... All the checks are great. Bye. Mm. If you have any, trust your instincts. If you have <laughs> anything, just call the ward. And if it's after seven days, call your doctor. Okay, bye. And you get all this like printed out advice. Yeah. And, like, some, but the printer never has enough ink in it. So yeah. it's just, yeah. and it's on yeah. really crappy paper. And it's just like, it's just. I, I remember that. I remember, I didn't even get a pamphlet. I didn't even get anything. They kind of just came over and were like, we're going to take pictures. Yay. And then I paid £25 for these pictures that. <laughs> Have never made like, it like in towers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Imagine they did that where they just did a snapshot yeah. of your bath. And then at the end you can collect it and you can see yourself screaming. Hands in the air. <laughs> that would be so so funny. But I remember having that feeling of I'm really allowed to go home. You don't really trust that this is a human. That's enough about what it was like creating them, growing them, and pushing them out. And getting them home. And getting them home for them to torture us. Yes. What was the first torture? Don't tell me now. We'll talk about this next time. I think so. Yeah, that sounds good.